Welcome to Ask in the Podcast, where four friends come together to expound on the everyday life questions that we all have. From the mundane to the profound, we're here to share our thoughts and insights on all things that make us all human. Join us as we explore the complexities of relationship and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and get ready to join the conversations as we dive into the questions that shape our lives. This is Asking. I was finally let go 
Yes. That it was stress relieved. I got a huge severance check, so I've been chilling. But I got another job like literally the following week. <laughs> so that was cool. But I'm still looking for like that perfect place, which I know God has coming for me. So I say that's probably been like the biggest thing is really trying to find like that perfect role, that sweet spot. I really been thinking about possibly going into like tech like HRIS because I keep looking at these free boot camps like they just keep coming across and I'm like I don't know if this is a sign or not so you know I might try it nothing so I was like you know I like learning oh and another girl I finally read one book so I'm not like Alexis I don't <laughs> like reading I did finish Atomic Habits and now I'm on my second book we should never mind. I was gonna say we should start like a book club type thing. Where I we, like, have books galore, so we could. And I, I read hard copy. Like I need, mm-hmm. it, I need hard, in hard. Like, yeah. I need to do digital. We should definitely do it and like switch books out because I love that book. The Soul by Tabitha Brown. Love that book. I can. I definitely pass that off because that book touched my soul. Now I'm reading, um, uh, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. That is a great book, y'all. And it's based mm-hmm. off a true story. Oh, no, come on, son. I don't need to read that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so we're going to slide into this topic. It's been so much going on in social media. I actually logged out of my Instagram a while ago, but when I popped back, I think Chanel got it on her phone. Mm-hmm. It was all this talk about first dates. And mm-hmm. what was it? It was like this viral video where this guy took this girl to the cheesecake factory and she was like she didn't feel like she deserved to you know be taken to the cheesecake factory with her little heroin lips mac lipstick on black women just keep setting us back just keep setting us back right and apparently it was a skit but still it's like we already got enough bad press already. out here Why? but did they come out with a list yes there's a list and I think the original one had like 50 different places. This one has 28. So number one is like, well, first, these are places where women absolutely refuse to go on the first date. So Who came up with this list? <laughs> that's right. And this is like a Facebook post, too. So number one on the list is Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I love Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> now, I've outgrown Cheesecake but I don't mind it. I wouldn't you know, mind. Like, I don't mind it. Like, why not? Mm-mm. What? what else on this list? Yeah, I'm going to read first. Y'all going to go off about each of these. So I'll, let me uh, read a couple. So Applebee's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, the movies, your house, any fast food chain, Red Lobster, a buffet, the gym, church, coffee dates, ice church. cream dates. <laughs> there is family functions on here. Um, somewhere that requires a long drive, nightclubs, hookah bar, um, a bar just for drinks, Waffle House, and sports events. That's okay. why I said stay okay. a few at a time because it's so many I don't remember none of them. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me say the first three. Uh, Chipotle, Olive Garden, and the movies. I agree with the movies. Go ahead. Why do you agree with the movies? I, here's my thing. My ideal first date, and my first date that I can remember um, with the guy who I was dating, we went to like a little Mexican restaurant type bar that was downtown. 
Um, and the, another date that I went on a w little while ago, we went on Washington Avenue and it was a bar. And it, I told him, I was like, it would have been better had we gone to Papado's, but he's new to Houston, so he really didn't know. Because I was like, they have a bar right there. We could have got free bread. I want to talk. Y'all know I like my bread. And it's something and that I love. And I love Papado's. <laughs> but and for me, it's not about the money. I paid for my own drink mm -hmm. this last day I went on. I didn't really care. I want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to hear what it is that you're saying. I want to be able to ask questions, read your body language. If I'm looking at a movie, I'm watching the movie. I'm not right, right. watching you. Like, I feel like, you know, you got to whisper and all this kind of stuff. I feel like that's a little bit more like... We together. together and we yeah, just want to go see a movie. We just want to go see a movie right. or like we're friends or something like that. But I don't consider that like a great i feel like the first date is what's your favorite color you know like what you like to do for fun how many sisters or brothers you got you know most of like basic questions and how you gonna you only got like what the previews <laughs> right before the movie start and you might be eating popcorn during that so oh, what if it's what if it's a two-parter what if y'all did dinner and well then that's a two-parter okay. two but let's go to dinner first so we can talk it out and then go to the movie so we're like well content and we watching a movie but yeah. i mean a movie date is fine just not for the first date because i don't know you i don't need to know i don't movie. feel like i care like i do want to get to know the person or whatever but like if I was taken to the movies for my first date, like, I don't think I would mind. Like, I understand what y'all, like, I honestly agree, but if that was, a, like, a thing and they did say, hey, you know, let's let's do a movie, I'm cool because I also, on first dates, I like to feel energy and if I'm able to coexist with you without us talking or, like, I feel a certain energy, it, with anybody I'm around, like with y'all, like sitting here like this, you could tell if I'm uncomfortable, you'll be able to see it on my face. Like I can feel them out in that way before I get to know all the other stuff. It's like, okay, ooh, this energy is feeling weird. We ain't been able to talk as much, but the little things we have said, they've been weird or they've been off. Like it'll, it'll, it'll make me not even want to do the other stuff to get to really, really know you and for me. But yeah, just like energy. And just being able to coexist, I feel like that for me that that would work. What else? Um, your house, any fast food chain, <laughs> Red Lobster. Uh, the the like house that. don't. I don't know. You like that? You could be uh. What's what, 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 all behavior. one name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they heard you say. Oh, it. that's predatory behavior. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you. Yeah. Oh, but with the sandwiches <laughs> on Netflix. Like, even if it is a first date, it's like, 
you cook dinner and you go over and like that's all it really is but in this world is that really all it right. really is in this it's world. so much scary shit that happens now it's like mm, it's hard to trust anybody so yeah. I, I get that and it's not only that I would feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. I simply don't know you yeah. it's not even yeah. what you would do to mm-hmm. me I simply don't know you enough mm-hmm. to go over to your house I may not even know that area yeah. and say not only if you do something what if something else happens like around there in the community I can think about everything yeah. I'm not going I'm over to your house to. <laughs> I'm not my car get towed exactly yeah, what's another good. one Okay. Um, That's outrageous. Outrageous. Nightclub. I agree with the nightclub. Now, great, I might meet you there initially, but that ain't my first day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The list wasn't that bad as I thought. I thought it was a list of restaurant, like, like actual restaurants. That these like them saying the cheesecake factory. Like, it's just like people here. be trying to act like they just so bougie, but can't even afford to take themselves to the places yeah. that they be wanting and to take them to. Outfit, right? You got a sheen outfit on. You couldn't even go to Nordstrom Rack. I'm not even lying. I'm shopping at. I got my sheen outfit, and I'll be sitting at Papa Do's and the other one, STK. I was about to say, baby, I'll be sitting my ass at Chili's. And then I'll go on to, to what's the expensive ones, Perry's and all mm-hmm. of them in my shit outfit. But also, I can pay for both myself. Thank you. Where we go for your birthday, Mastro's? Yeah. I probably had on some Shein shoes. <laughs> we had a $200 bill. Period. Okay. okay. And paid it by ourselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this goes slide <laughs> into the next question, though. So actually, it's a multiple part question because I feel like all this stuff was very like, Lodi, number one, like, why? I don't want to say this because I don't like putting everybody in one big bubble, but I feel like, why are black women so typecasted to be so hard to date? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she put us back with this video, even though it was a skit. You know, black women lately have really been in the news. And it's so much like on Twitter where people constantly saying, oh, you know, black women want this, black women want that. It's like, why are we like the, what's it, not the letterhead, but like the poster board for what to, what not to do for dating. Like we set that stereotype and standard. Yes, it's like they're using us as the the base to compare every other race to. And it's just like, why you want to compare a Hispanic woman to a white woman? Why it always got to be a white woman to a black woman? Hispanic woman to a black woman? Any woman to... Use somebody else, please. <laughs> like, yeah. It's tiring. I don't, I don't get it. I don't really know how it started, honestly, because I feel like it's been going on for so long, like even before we were here. Um, but it's being... The, the narrative is being fed. It continues to be fed and grow. And then we have the black women and the black men. And get your money. It's cool. Get your money. But doing the skits and the different funny comedy humor videos about black women. And it's like, it just feeds it more and more. Mm. And um, I don't know. Like, it be funny. It do be funny. But like, dang. You know, and we all aren't like those particular. 
particular things or those particular stereotypes. So it sucks when you meet somebody new, a black man or any other race, they've seen all these things and that's their first, like, before they even met you, they didn't already, you know what I'm saying, basically judged you based off of social media. Right. And that sucks. Right. And I think the key word is social media. A lot of that stuff comes from social media yeah. and then people really take that and run with it in mm-hmm. real life. Like, if they see someone on social, me- social media, a black girl from Houston, they relate that to every Ugh. black girl in Houston. And it's oh like, no, some of us are okay with the Cheesecake Factory. And like you said, Alexis, you're okay with the movie date. You're not okay with it. Like, everyone is different. It has but nothing to do with their race. That's yeah. just their preference. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And people don't understand that. Different preferences. And then they don't also understand, like, a lot of that social media stuff is for clickbait. Mm-hmm. You feed it into that, it's just clickbait. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. And that something you said... You said a black girl from Houston. Because I've seen that a lot on TikTok where it's like, oh, don't talk to the black girls in Houston. Don't talk to the black girls in Atlanta. Oh, you must be from so-and-so. Like, and so then when you start to meet other people, that's the first thing they're leading with. They're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to you. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. I've actually had that happen to me like two weeks ago. So I went out on a date. Our date was to the the little bar area or whatever and I was like yeah he really new to Houston because I was I kept trying to tell him but I'm also real big on you pick the place I'm coming you know where you say go or whatever and he was just like you know he doesn't really believe in like or he's traumatized with going out to dinner he was like whenever he takes women out to dinner it always goes bad he was like he went to dinner and this one day and this was here in houston was like oh i'm not no basic bitch and i like to purchase this this that and the third off the menu and i was like okay so this is why you picked the bar or whatever he was like yeah like is this your vibe and i was like no but i explained why you know like it's very loud in here it's more of like a club scene like you can't really hear um and if we would have went here you know we could have got bread and the drinks were still pretty good but he's new to houston and he was just like women in houston are very different like you know we're more bougie like faster lifestyle like he's from louisiana so you know everything's a little bit more calm cool collected it's not as fast moving as here in houston I don't know. Have y'all had that? I have. I mean, I mean, if we been, but but let's talk about it. People, men who move to Houston, move to the downtown, the west time, and the midtown area. You're gonna be around women who date the scammers. So therefore, you're gonna have to be able to keep up with them type of women. Y'all not moving to the outskirts where we are chill, mellow, and down to earth. Y'all moving to the center of it all. So, I mean, what you expect? That's the kind of women you gonna meet out, straight out the gallery, straight off from Miami uh, to get their BBL. That's that's what you finna get. Like, it's it's just what was your day experience? Um, not that exact experience, but I feel like, and I was gonna say too, Houston, because I'm not a Houston native, Houston altogether is a bougie city. It's like the third largest city in the United States. So, of course, it's gonna be different from x y and z in louisiana like you should definitely thought about that before you move not only are the women different everything here is different from pretty much anywhere else like the only thing you can compare houston to is atlanta maybe la not new york but we not no small town 
get around type of city. Um, but yes, I have heard that before, particularly in college, when I tell people where I'm from, Colleen, they're like, oh, you from Colleen? Oh, mm, like people from there, oh, mm, and I'm just like, okay, and little do you know, I'm not even really from there. Like, I grew up in Kansas, and you really just can't dictate just because someone from this side of town, this side of town, it's like, I could, we could say a lot of stuff about people people from Louisiana. Like, when you told me you was from Louisiana, I will be like, which part? Because <laughs> <laughs> they did have that bronze. I was like, were you in that bronze? <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I, 
like, I'm from the southeast side, okay, South Park. And I am a product, baby, you know, I am a product of where I come from. But when people meet me, they don't, like, assume that I'm, like, from there. Like, I, I guess I code switch real good. But then when I get real comfortable, they be like, hold on now. What you just say? They like, you country as hell. You talk like that? I'd be like, damn, that means I'm getting comfortable with you if I'm like talking how I know me. But that's I'm in corporate America. So it's like I code switch sometimes even when I don't even know I'm doing it. I do because But switch. um Yeah. That's crazy though. So slide into since we're talking about like dating problems and stuff like that, one of them that we just mentioned, so you know, kind of backtrack, especially for people who are listening, is where you're from, but also the next I guess caveat we can go into is a few colorism. Have we experienced issues with colorism? But also, you know, kind of going into have y'all had issues with or kind of seeing, I've been seeing this a lot more lately, with black men kind of dating outside of their race. And what y'all's like take on that? Because I've been seeing a lot of videos in the media lately talking about what well, oh he got his exotic and you see that's why you gotta leave white women alone because they were talking about Jonathan Majors like his ex girlfriend is getting charged for assault and somebody else has had uh Cam Newton I think or they talking about oh other cultures being more submissive and you know football players always dating like exotic women like what y'all's take on that? We'll start with Charnel. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's come, on, come on, come on, teacher. Uh, <laughs> my take on that, um, yes, I've definitely experienced that. A lot of people deem me light-skinned. I don't deem me light-skinned, but um, I've experienced that, especially when we've been out together because we're all different skin and tones, very beautiful how we are. Um, I haven't personally experienced, like, guys dating outside their race because, Guys, I date like black women. Um, but that's all I have to say. <laughs> no, but you just like a lot. <laughs> oh my bad. But just like in the media, like men kind of dating outside of their race. Like, how do you feel, feel about that? Oh, how do I feel about that? Um, honestly, to each they all. <laughs> to be honest, like you like what you like. I can't change what you like. If you like that, and. I don't think just because you date outside your race, it won't be, a, like, it's going to be a negative experience. It might be a positive experience all around. Um, but to say you're a black man, you have to date black women, I don't think that's true. Or to say be careful, like, what you're getting yourself into, I don't know about all of that. Like, that just depends on what you like and listen to, like, the red flags that are coming up for you. But, I mean, if they like that... Honestly, I I'm for it because it's just like I don't I'm not gonna change them, and if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. And I don't know. I, all I would say is like get into those type of relationships for the right reasons. Don't get into those type of relationships only because you don't like black girls. Like I'm not like Jonathan Majors. Like we don't know him, but if he's the type of person that's like, oh, I don't like black girls, so I'm only gonna date this type of race. I think that's a bad reason to get into any relationship but just date what you like yeah um I, I think my take on it is similar to that um I don't mind it it doesn't bother me when I see it I think what make what makes 
it bothered people is going back to the same thing is social media. Seeing the things that people say, everybody's think pieces on why black men should date black women and every race should date their own race. And it's just, I don't know, I overthink, but like my mind now is going to, okay, damn, that's kind of a contradiction because we didn't want segregation no more. And this, but y'all, y'all still trying to segregate and won't let the men or the women go date whoever they want to date. But like I said, it goes back to people saying, oh, and also acting like they know people, these, these people in the media, Oh, he only date white women because he said that uh, black women too loud. Did you hear that man say that? Because I didn't. I, I actually go and I look for the clips. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when did this person actually say this out of their mouth? Not saying that they don't. That's not really what it is. But still, I'm just that type of person where if I don't hear it come from that person's mouth, I take it with a grain of salt and I try not to judge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do believe that people have their preferences and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, it, it does light a fire sometimes when you do hear them say, I don't like dating black people, be- that black women or black men because they're like this. It do kind of, you know, hurt a little bit, but it also goes back to because the things that we see mm-hmm. in the media and also what our parents told us. So I just, I feel like anybody can anybody. I don't see nothing wrong with it. Just don't put anybody else down. Mm-hmm. Don't, and I feel like that's what people tend to do. They tend to put the black women down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what make it hurt so much. Because mm-hmm. it's like, damn, you can be happy or let them be happy, but why is the black woman always the topic of conversation? Like, going back to what we said, why are we always the the the, the blueprint to be com- compared to? I don't like that. Yeah. So... I got the two-part tidbit back with the colorism because I am a dark-skinned woman. I have experienced colorism with dating because most typically only light-skinned men approach me. I've never really been approached by a dark-skinned man often. And then one time when I did express that I like a darker-skinned man, he said, this is shocking because only light-skinned women approach me. So it's almost like, and then we see it all the time on social media, where typically a dark-skinned man is with a lighter-complexioned black woman mm-hmm. or a another race. And to me, you know, of course, been hearing things that that typically boils down because they don't want their child to be dark-skinned like them. Mm-hmm. They want to combine it and make the child of a lighter skin mm-hmm. or hair textures it's about hair textures too <laughs> luckily i'm dark skin with good hair texture but mm-hmm. you know i'm saying that humbly anyways uh but but when when the guy told me that i was just like oh well you know if light skinned women is your preference he said no that's not he said i will date a dark or a light skinned black woman he said i'm just telling you that I'm actually shocked that a dark skin. He says I thought dark skin women only wanted to date light skin men, and I'm like, well, no. Just like you said, only light skin men approach me. So I definitely think I've um, probably that's why only light skin men approach me because 
Maybe for those same reasons. Who knows? Maybe that it just be their preference. But why is it your preference? There's a why to your preference. You don't just wake up. I, I don't like peanut butter, but there's a why to why I don't like peanut butter. I don't like the taste. I don't like the smell. I was once allergic to it. There's a reason why you have preferences. It's not just a out the blue, I just don't like it. You ain't never had it before. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and then with the, like, I don't, it doesn't bother me when a man dates outside his race, but like Alexa said, don't put a black woman down in the process of explaining your preference. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to date a white woman because she's submissive, just say she's submissive, but don't say because black women aren't. You can leave that part out. Mm-hmm. Just say, I like my wife because she's submissive. If, if I tell, like, she follows behind me as I would like for her to, or she does this for me, but don't hit the butt, or because black women, and, and you ain't got to say all that. Just say what you got to say. Or, like, when I was watching The Breakfast, um, well, I was listening to The Breakfast Club on my way to work one day, and they were talking about the Terrell Owens interview where he said that, because uh, people were saying he only dates, like, outside his race now. But he actually said when he was going, like, oh, growing up, he mm-hmm. did try to date black women. But black women didn't want to date him mm-hmm. because of how he looked. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, that. And that goes back to the situation that I had. Like, you you try to date certain men, but then they hit you with the, oh, well, I don't, I may not want my kids to look a certain way or I, you know, I just, so, yeah. I mean, Has that happened? Has someone said that to you? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it was, well, not the guy who mentioned about only light skin. It was, but it's been other times where, like, um, a man was like, he don't want his kids to come out dark. But the thing is, like, well, my, I can't even use my son because... <laughs> and his dad is light skin coincidentally but wait wait a minute though but they're my first cousins like people in my direct lineage dark with dark well maybe like Alexis skin color with a dark man and their child comes out the color of my grandma mm-hmm. which she's a very light skinned woman it, I, I don't maybe y'all don't know about biology mm-hmm. But if y'all worried about y'all kids being of a darker color, maybe you should look up the Eve gene and figure out, go research the Eve gene in black women, and you will see that a black woman can a black woman can actually have any shade of child. But then that just means you need to go fix your own insecurities. Right. I was going to say, outside of that, it doesn't matter what color your child is. You need to go fix your own insecurities because you don't want their hair to come out a certain way. Right. You don't want their color to be... It, I, I really feel like that's... it's. I feel like it's more so of that than because they don't want to deal with our attitude because other races have the same attitude we have because we're all women at the end of the day. We're going to pop off the same whether they we speaking it in Spanish, French. We sing it. We sing it. And, and like, we sing it. Oh, all Karen. the time. Let's not start crying back and body. That words. lady, like, something <laughs> happened in the elevator. Oh, that white lady who killed that black guy. She killed that black guy. Like, I'm, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like it ain't even so much. They they using that as an excuse because they don't want to deal with the reality that they actually have an insecurity about their own, their own, the way they look. Our trauma. Yeah, and I, I'm going to add to that too. So I actually knew a girl in middle school. She was Nigerian, and she openly said, she was like, I prefer to have a baby by a white man because I want my child to have better hair than me because she got teased about her hair a lot. Mm-hmm. And 
for me, I've experienced colorism a lot, but on a very opposite spectrum, I feel like, from what y'all experienced. And what's crazy is I'm the third, well, really the fourth light-skinned person in my family. All my other family members look like y'all. Like, y'all see my parents, both my parents, like, Charnel's skin color. I am the lightest person. And color in a whole pigment, I guess you could say in a whole, because y'all know science is my best subject, it is in a whole gene pool. So you cannot determine, based off the parents, what your child's hair color is going to look like, what their eye color is going to look like, what their skin color is going to look like. Anything dealing with pigment is in a whole gene pool, and it can get pulled from whatever which way. I am the same skin color as my grandmother's brother, who was deemed as white in a census a long time ago. And he was half white, half black, you know, a mulatto or whatever. But that was so far down in the gene pool, like everybody else is darker than me. So I've always been around, you know, darker complected people. And I have heard, you know, a lot of those different things. And I do kind of agree with y'all. People should love who they love. My mom actually asked a pro football player, like, why he dates, you know, outside his race or why most you know men date outside their race and he said to be honest it'll have nothing to do with the mere fact that they don't like black women but when they go out to their groups of people or the places where they hang out pro athletes or whatever it's mostly white women asians and hispanics mainly because they have the connections to get into those places we don't like if we go to washington dc i'm pretty sure we would see a bunch of black love but you know, here in Houston, like, how often, it's a bunch of pro athletes or celebrities that live here. We don't see them people. We don't even make enough money to be in their arena all the time. And when we do go to places like Mastro's and we do go to some of these higher-end places that are popping up, it's mostly white people there. So if you are in that community, you tend to like whoever, you know, is around you. And outside of colorism, too, another thing that I've seen in the media, I don't know if y'all seen this, too, is comparing American women to other cultures. And, you know, I don't want to speak for UK, but you kind of, you know, <laughs> understood those experiences a little bit. And I'll decide if you want to talk about it. But I have, too, seen, like, um, I've seen more of like, oh, Muslim women talking about men, you know, and how their men take care of them versus American women. Like, oh, this is an American woman thing. Have y'all seen that? Mm -hmm. And I've also seen that, um, I forgot what it's called, but people paying to go to Colombia to find a wife. Really? Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. It's like a whole group of men. I think black men. Passport bros? Yes, passport bros. Oh bros. my God. I didn't know that was real. That's a thing? Well, you know. I heard. I'll say I heard on social media. I didn't look into it, but I did hear. It was a thing, and they were going particularly to Colombia. But y'all know that there's dating apps that we don't know about because you got to have a, you got to be in a certain tax bracket to even get oh, accepted yeah. into those type of dating I apps and stuff like that. I didn't know yeah. that. You have to prove that you're in that tax bracket. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I'm not even surprised yeah. that, that these mm -hmm. people have a group to go to. And they, they go to Colombia because they say the women basically are submissive. That's why my dad always dated, like, women overseas. All his wives was overseas. But the thing is, who says a black woman can't be submissive? We will be that's, submissive that's with the right, right person. We're not going to be submissive to a man who don't work, 
who can't pre- how can I how can I be a housewife and you only make sixty thousand dollars a year? How are you providing for us by yourself? Well, hold on. Just because somebody makes sixty thousand a year don't mean that he can't provide and do by anything. himself. By himself. In this day, you can you can feed a household, put a roof over a household, clothe a household yes. with wife and kids. For sixty thousand, yes, I actually know have friends who do it, and they got like two, three kids, and, and their wives don't work. No, in, in my crazy. head, I be thinking like, how the hell they do that? But it's money management. It truly Growing up, and I want this type of thing. 
you know, I'm going to go towards whoever is groomed towards that. You know, like, right. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying that I'm checking for a man's pockets. I'm just saying for men who are like, I don't want you to work this, that, and the third. I want you to be submissive and follow my lead. I can only do that if you're providing what you need to provide to allow me to do that. Unfortunately, no, I wouldn't. Even if you can provide for me on a low income and we got to live in the hood, unfortunately, that wouldn't be for me because I don't need to provide for myself in that way. With just being a single parent in my child, I make sure my child is in one of the top schools in Texas right now. Whether it, and I'm trying to buy my own house right now. Like even before that, I was even when I was in a relationship, I was still providing for our entire household with a man in the house. So that wouldn't be for me. Like being with a man who is lower income, trying to provide for my whole family. But that's what I'm saying. I couldn't be submissive to my ex. Because there was nothing to be submissive to. How can I be submissive to you when all of the responsibilities are weighing on me? So when black men are sitting up here like, oh, did the white women are submissive, but you want to know why? Because that white woman's husband making sure she's taking care of her kids, taking care of them, getting the best education, health care, all of that. But what does that money have to do with your kids getting the best education and living in the Because we can't be in the hood with a good education. But what if y'all not in the hood? What if y'all middle class? But that No, but I said with a lower income. If he has a low income, how can we... How can he provide us with a good education if we're living in poverty? So you can still do that. My mama did it, and we only made twenty five thousand back in the day. Though that was my mom's year in twenty twenty three. My mom still does that though. That's what. Like, can pay for a full house, middle class, and she only make X amount of money a year. But my mom also doesn't spend a lot of money either. Like, she saves. My mom is real big on say. If I told y'all how much she got stacked up, and I even know some men who have kids middle class doing very well they don't make that much money but they save up very well they're great at money management somebody could make six figures and have terrible credit poor money management and still wouldn't be able to get you a house in the middle class because they have bad credit and that's why i said it's not about his money it's about like i'm not i'm just not i'm not, I'm not okay with living in property that's what i'm saying it's like if you want me to be submissive to you it's more than just can you make sure we're financially taken care of that's what i'm saying like black men just be like oh y'all like y'all don't want to submit to me you ain't yo your daddy wouldn't even in your household so you don't even know how to be a man you don't even know how to be a dad you don't know how to be a husband like that's what i'm saying these, most of these men that are out looking at other races probably didn't even come from a two-parent household to even know what what it looks like i can say my my dad is not my biological father but my mom does not have to work and they're middle class but my dad had us in a good school district and he works a regular job nothing fancy my dad probably I, he don't make no six figures but we were in good schools we had a house, a roof over our head. We had birthday parties. We went on family vacations. And it wasn't about the amount of money he made, but it was about the type of man that he was. He was able to provide for his family comfortably. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I need to be with a rich man. I'm not. I don't make six figures. So I wouldn't look for a man who makes six figures. Oh, that's a good point. Um, because another thing, well, kind of getting off topic of colorism, but another thing is a lot of women now, and it has been a lot of skits of women saying like they won't date someone if they make X amount of money, or they have to date someone that makes at least X amount of money. And one girl says she got to date somebody that makes 300K. A I No, she was broke. Well, I was going to say, what was her occupation? Probably. And they, even though I think it was 
was a skit. Like they seen no, her. That was out there in the world. That was real. Was the guy serious. who goes around, mm-hmm. like, no, that's real. I just want to know how she came up with that number. Stupid. Like, what do you? What? 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 Do you even know what jobs? Do you even know what jobs make three hundred k? Do you even know that? And, and we are talking about being in the rooms as like football players or like executives. It's like sis. Can you be in a room? No. Can she you look, keep there? Can you get at the Super ratchet. But I, I feel like Kate touched on a semi-good point though, and I feel like this is like commonly overlooked. And it's basically how you want to live. And actually, Charnel, you say this a lot, and I'd be like, really? But I saw this on Twitter, and I thought it was smart. This lady was like, she is not having kids until she has like a hundred and fifty thousand saved up. And people were like, why? Because she was like, because I want a night nurse, I want to have a home birth, I want to have this. And she broke down the prices for each, and she said to have a child is expensive, and I want to be able to afford a child. So before I have a child, I would prefer to have this amount saved up and I thought people was really gonna come for her but I was like that's actually smart and Charnel you say that a lot like I want this I want that and I need to have enough money for it and um like hey what you said kind of you know touched on that it's really what you see what you want for yourself and is that person going to be able to provide for that and I think me being raised independently I'll be looking at it like I have to do this for myself. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be able to do that for myself. I'm not looking for somebody else to do that mm-hmm. for me because anything can happen. XYZ, I lost my job a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, if that is the case, if you have somebody in your life who's a support, are they going to be able to support? Mm-hmm. And that's more so what I look for. But I feel like, and not to, you know, come down on UK, I feel like sometimes the wrong words sometimes can be used a little mm-hmm. bit like we throw out a number amount mm-hmm. when in actuality it's just like you said mindset like okay this is how I want to live can we still do that based on our circumstances or where we see ourselves in the future right and I feel like we use the, the wrong words a lot of times and it comes off bad and social media makes it worse it makes it a lot worse. worse yeah I think I'm like similar to well, I know I am, similar to the way you think Naomi, where I grew up in survival mode, survival mode the majority of my life. I'm thankful for my, my dad. You know, my dad would come and get me. And as a kid, you know, I thought my dad was rich. <laughs> I was like, my dad didn't give me a limo for my 14th birthday and my 15th and my 16th. And, you know, he's pulling up in the hood. And I lived in the hood poverty, baby. Like, it was bad. Like, like roach infestation falling from the ceiling while you're sleeping like it was bad but my dad would take me out of that environment and show me different stuff and so I'm like my dad rich now that I'm older and I'm talking to my dad my dad was like do you know how much I made when you were a little girl I said how much he said 650 my dad made 650 and I had everything I wanted I had a cell phone at the age of eight he would always come pick me up and take me out to eat, take me shopping, all these different things. My daddy barely made a dime. So um, I'm so thankful that he was able to do that for me. But it's crazy to hear how he manages his money. And he tries to get me to manage my money that way. And I'm in accounting and finance. And I just, I can give advice, but I don't take it. But anyway, so, um, damn, I lost my point with my mom. Oh, me being like growing up in survival mode because I did live with my mom and you know 
my mom did have to be in survival mode a lot when we were kids and I'm so thankful for, for her to even be able to pull us out of, you know, that survival mode. But that's what I've seen all my life. So it's like now I'm a type where I'm like, ah, I'm going to buy my, my house and I may even buy my next house. And I'm not waiting for a husband or a wife to uh, come and give me those things. Like that person can come and add to it. We'll have a few houses and then we rent them out. And then I don't mind splitting bills. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't, you don't have to fully right. take care of me. It's cool. If you want to, that's nice. But I don't need it. So, yeah. and, I, and I think the mindset and goals is very important in, in that because that solves a lot of the financial stuff. Like if you want your child to go to the best of the best school, okay, if the best of best school is 2000 a month, how are we going to afford that? Mm -hmm. And that solves a lot of, oh, you have to make this, you have to make that. And getting on, like, the same long-term goals. Like, me and my partner, like, our thing is financial freedom. Okay, how can we get there? We have to save up X amount of money. We can't always do this extravagant date. We can't always do this extra extravagant, oh, y'all know what I'm trying to say, mm -hmm. trip. So, it's just, like, if we have the same goals and we know how we're going to get there, it, the money really don't matter if we're just reaching our goals. Yeah, but some people, you know, on the other hand, it's like... <laughs> I don't want to have to sacrifice. Yeah, I don't want to have to sacrifice. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. Uh, that's, Ooh, but I feel like the sacrifice and compromising mm -hmm. is why a lot of people are in successful relationships. Right. Yeah. We're going really quick, and then we can switch gears. We're going back to the school thing, too, because we're talking about schools. Y'all know what I said? I grew up, but I was also a very good student. Mm -hmm. So my mom, like I said, she did everything she could to get me out of the school system that I was in. It was still HISD, but she wanted to put me in Vanguard schools. But so, HISD didn't used to, I'm saying, yeah, 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 now, now, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. now I've been seeing that on the news. Yeah, it's been on the news. Um, but she still didn't want, I, I was zoned to, I don't even know if y'all heard of these schools, Thomas Middle School and Sterling High School. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, she didn't want me to go to, go to those schools. So she, I don't know how she did it, but she found a Vanguard school. It was over the ship channel. My grades were so good that they bust me there every day. Like, it took me an hour to an hour and a half to get to school and to get from school. I was the last person on the bus and the last person off. No, first person on the bus, last person off the bus. Um, and I was the only person in my area that they was picking up for that school, being bussed over the ship channel. You know, so it's like, there's, there's, I don't know if it's still that way, but there's ways, you know, to, to get into those districts. I guess it is like the student right. is good or whatever. Magnet program. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was like. It's it's, the parent has to be proactive. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I feel like now it don't matter where you live in Houston because everything is moving so far out. Yeah. And, you know, by the time our kids get older, the school district thing might change. Me, it's just, you know, because then what if your child is good in a certain sport and a certain thing? And it's like, dang, well, that school all the way over here. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out how to, you know, kind of make things happen. And then pushing back, because from personal experience, my dad has always married outside. He's had two Ethiopian wives. My mom is from Israel or whatever. And what's always been kind of funny, like looking at both sides is... Other cultures, people like, oh, they're more submissive. No, they're just poor and they're very naive. 
<laughs> to be very honest. Like, I had to think about that for a second. People are like, oh, we're going over there. Uh, if you made 50000 in U.S. dollars, do you know the reason why they go to Colombia is because Colombia makes... 0.20082 cents to one US dollar. You could make 30,000 in the US and go over there and look like a king. And those women are like, oh my God. And they're trying to get out of their poverty. And then they don't speak English that well. <laughs> so they don't know <laughs> what like, you It's like And I feel like that's literally what happened. Like my all my mom, my stepmom, everybody who married my daddy and I love him to death, they've come here and have come up. Like they <laughs> they have come here and they come up because my mom always wanted to like she said if she grew up in America she would have been a millionaire because we're dumb as fuck. That's what they think about us. Like I know the Asians do for oh, sure. Girl, they they definitely like, come and done <laughs> okay. Not black people, but American. <laughs> it's just like, you know, life overseas is so much harder. And then they look at us like, oh, we have this big American dream, blah, blah, blah. So they going to do whatever they need to do. They're not trying to go back home. Right. Like, yes, different cultures are raised differently. But you got to think this is they going to do what they need to do for a better life. And I feel like that's survival mode. But yeah. a lot of them have people don't, don't see that as that because it's not our American mm-hmm. survival mode, which then instills it's not the black survival mode. But typically, yes, they they're married. They marry you because they love you. They marry you because <laughs> they're trying survival. to like. But but they but but you know, it's some men won't see it as that. They they'll use it as another excuse mm-hmm. to yeah. again compare to us and make it seem like we're. Either low standards, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be yeah. um, and we can end, end this episode, I guess, with like a learning, a, a learning thing that I feel like we should probably teach either ourselves or maybe our kids moving forward because a lot of it does start in the house, and I feel like what we see, how we project onto others, and I would say starting with me, I actually don't. If I was to have a daughter or a son, I don't think even if we were middle class over I want to teach them survival mode survival skills like how my mom taught me literally yesterday my mom I was like why you got all these canned goods she was like I'm preparing for the war and I was like girl what war <laughs> like this is not Israel um and I'm just like lord this woman is hilarious but I don't think I would teach them that one definitely love yourself but I'm really big on options like you have to have options you know have different streams of income i want something to give to my kids like generational wealth and i want them to grow up doing the same thing you need to learn about credit if i die tomorrow you know i want to make sure that you understand what it's like to be an adult and different things like that but not you know like the struggle like I do see the benefit of marriage, regardless of whether I'm married or not. I want them to know you need to marry well, because if something happens to even they people, you could inherit their assets. Like, that's what other cultures don't realize. Y'all think it's crazy, but I was learning that on Suits, and Suits was talking about, like, <laughs> I love Suits on Netflix, and he was like, no, no, no. He was like, this prenup is for you, because you got to realize when you marry somebody, you also marry their family and what they have. So you inherit everything that I am also going to give to you, not just from your family. So that's why other cultures be like, look, you marry well. You don't marry no bum ass nigga, but 
with eight cows. You know how much them eight cows cost. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and I got chickens. Be, and some chickens, some goats. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we don't. We look down on farm life, but it's money in that. FFA. Okay. Like, it's... <laughs> Anyways, long story short, like, you know, <laughs> we are stupid. But oh it's like, it's, it's benefits to certain things. And I don't want my kids to be raised off of fear or stereotypes. Like, that's eliminated here. You know what I'm saying? You love what you love. And there's a good thing in everything. And I feel like social media has taught us to look at one bad situation and then categorize that to everybody else. We're not doing that in our house. Mm-hmm. It's tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to teach my kids. Um, you know, I do want them to be real rounded. I do want them to have survival skills, but not to live in survival mode. And I think a lot of times that survival mode comes out of trauma. Like, who knows what some of the stuff your mom has dealt with when she was growing up. And so, yeah, she's like, I'm going to get these cans because regardless of what y'all doing, I'm going to be prepared. So I can see why maybe, like, what she's been through or what she's seen, like, maybe that's, like, why she's doing that. Um, But I do want to teach my kids how to survive. I want to teach them how to not only marry well, but also what is marriage i want to teach them like because i feel like and you said this k like how do you even know how to be a husband no one ever taught you like people have are always taught us how to survive how to get a good job how to take care of yourself but how about being a husband or a wife or just a long-term partner so i do want to teach my kids how to do that and how to make sacrifices how to compromise how to be accountable because i feel like that's another stereotype men and social media put on us like black women struggle to be accountable um so yeah i do want to teach my kids all of that and i think part of teaching them that is like letting them be curious and exploring like different cultures and aspects of life not like being too sheltered um and letting them ask all the questions that they want to ask and be who they are but at the end of the day i think what everyone wants is like to be successful and well off so, yeah, finding a career that you can be successful at or a trade or a business, whatever it may be. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Um, I would just go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that because they're what they, they say. You, you want to say something different. Yeah, because they said and I kind of want to go based off of uh, what we talked about in the episode. Okay, shut up. We're ending the episode. Oh my gosh. Okay, shifting gears in that way. Based off of what we talked about in the episode, I want to teach my kids. Um, love is love. Like, I, I don't want to teach them the things y'all said. But love is love. Just based off of what we talked about, like, I'm the type of person where love who you want to love um you know don't put other people down because you love what you love um and get to know all all the different cultures all the different everything see what you like see what you enjoy and you know just don't judge people just love i'm just gonna fill them with love if you want to love on that plant love on that plant girl (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's like you're a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm 
with your mug. Like, <laughs> so that's that's what I'm gonna instill in my kids: just love and not judging people. Yeah. I think with me, um, what I've done so far with Jaden, I well, for one, I want him to be well traveled, uh, which is why I do try to take him somewhere every year for his birthday. Um, just so he can experience uh, like to know that there's more I didn't know that there was more outside of Texas until probably like 2017 you know like I just want my son to be well-rounded and know multiple different cultures which is why I mean like he's in a school where it's predominantly white and Indian kids like so and I see him interacting with those kids and I'm glad he's able to interact with those kids um, just so he can know that there's more than just black people out there. Not saying that being in a predominantly black school, because I still wish I would would have went to HBCU all my life. But I'm just saying I just want him to know there's more because I was always put in around people who are like me. And what's crazy is I'm not even friends with none of those people who I thought I was like because I'm confined. I'm not. I don't have anything in common with any of those people. So I do want him well-traveled to experience a lot of different cultures. I want him to have a great education. And y'all know how typically women are the ones who are groomed to be a good wife and to be a good woman and to be a good mother. I want to make sure my child is a great father, mm-hmm. a great man. Like, I want him to be a great husband, to know how to treat a woman. So I, I'm going to do my part and not pacifying my son, how unfortunately most black women do pacify their sons. I don't want to do that to my child. I want him to, to stand on his business and mm-hmm. pretty much be a strong man. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank y'all so much for joining us. Another episode. And that's a wrap for this episode of Asking. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights into the everyday life questions that we all face. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. Follow us at Asking the Podcast on all platforms. We love hearing from our listeners and appreciate your support. Until next time, keep being curious and asking questions. This is Asking, signing off.